Hey, what's up? Welcome to Song Reviews number eight. This episode and moving forward are a little bit different because now I'm doing these live on Twitch, which is really awesome. It's cool to interact with live viewers when doing something like this. And then also, now I'm giving a rating on each song and the audience is also giving a rating on each song. And we actually did, you know, there was ones I rated high, they rated low and vice versa. And so that was really cool to see that dynamic. And uh, before we get into it, I also want to talk to you about something I'm doing on my Patreon that's awesome. I'm working with a few different bands as a consultant where essentially I'm not taking any percentages of any of their stuff. I'm just helping them get to their goals and uh, do things more efficiently. Like one band, I'm just helping strictly on pushing the uh, production quality of their pre-production and even their end, end quality uh, just so that they can stop spending so much money on producers. So we're saving them money by building up their proper production setup. Another band, I'm just helping them release their music in a more efficient way with playlisting and that sort of thing. And so anything a band or an artist needs to work on, instead of giving a manager a flat percentage of everything you make, it is better to pay a consultant. And so if you head over to my Patreon, there's a lot of exclusive content on there for the Browning and the podcast, but I am also doing this consulting thing, which has been really, really beneficial um, for the people that I've been talking to. And it's made me feel really good doing it as well. It's a good trade-off. And so again, very excited uh, to be doing these live on Twitch now. It is a lot of fun. Make sure you head over to twitch.tv slash johnnyfx. And the Patreon link is also down in the description of the podcast as well. So let's get into this episode. I am Johnny McBee, and you're listening to the Burn This World podcast. Right, let's get into the first song right here. We have a band called Ken Park, and the song is called To Forgive and Forget.
Nice. So that was Ken Park with the song To Forgive and Forget. Uh, a lot of notes from that song, but um, straight off the bat, loved the fact that it was like a very good old school kind of metalcore sound. Um, and yeah, just to get straight into the notes, uh, the, inter- the intro was interesting. It was very short, but then it immediately went into like a breakdown. Um, even in the chat, they said, wow, just straight into it. And so that's exactly what I was saying. It hit early. You did not have to wait for anything. One of the worst things, and I even find myself having an issue with this, is doing too long of intros. Like, it's nice from like a creative standpoint, like a songwriting standpoint to be like, oh, I'm going to do this cool atmospheric build because, you know, it's cinematic and whatever. But that can get overdone, you know? And so this right here, they got straight into it. They, they had a little bit of an intro with like a vocal build into a big breakdown. And that's really cool. Uh, just how fast paced it was going in. Um, old school metalcore sound, very classic, like recognizable from a very specific time frame. But nowadays, nostalgia beats pretty much anything. And so having a nostalgic sound in the modern world is very nice. Um, the singing in the verse was a little slow paced for how fast the stuff that everything else was going. The drums were doing a, you know, a fast like like something like that. And but the vocals were doing like a very, very slow paced thing. There was kind of a mismatch in pacing of the song at that time. And it really was just uh, I wish the vocals, the singing vocals were a little bit louder. And I would say that here uh, singing could have been a bit of a, um, you know, mixed a little bit louder. The clean singing itself and even the chat uh, during the song mentioned that the clean singing could have been mixed a little bit louder. The difference in the vocal levels was there. The The singing, to me, was kind of the for, not the forefront of the song, but the main vocal. And so to have that behind everything else, um, you know, I, I feel like you could have just added a little bit more, like the, the singing was too, like, mid-range in the sense of the EQ, whenever it could have had some more treble, some more high frequencies in there to make it a lot more crisp, sit on top. Um, but you know, again, this is an old school sound with an old school mix. And so I, I don't comment too much on mixes because mixes can be very, you know, a pin, like this person likes that style of mix for this style of music. So do your thing. You know, I don't like to comment on mixes too much, but that was kind of obvious to me. Uh, I love the buildup to the middle breakdown. Um, and it was nice having just like a straight up freaking breakdown, you know, some people overcomplicate stuff like this. And so to have just a normal metalcore breakdown in a normal classic metalcore song was actually really nice um and so i liked that and then so at two minutes they uh did an extension of the breakdown to where it was like just bass and drums and that's nice to have like a unique structure but whenever you do something like that you also have to transition it very nicely because um you know you're doing something that's unexpected but then to just transition that unexpected structure back into the verse or chorus, whichever one it was, um, just abruptly, it just it needed some sort of like proper transition. Unless they more so saw that um, that extension as the transition itself, you know, I don't know what's in their mind while they were writing it, but it felt that it was unique having that extra extended part of the breakdown. But it needed a better transition going into it. Even just being like a stop with a fill, with a vocal fill going in or a drum fill going in, it just went straight into it. Um, 
at 307, the guitar work was really good. Now, the thing is, I wrote in the bridge. Like, this almost sounded like it was about to be the bridge of the song. Um, and it was the first time that those really nice, clean guitars were implemented in that way. Um, and even in the chat, they said, you know, they recognized it as the outro. I thought it was about to be some sort of bridge. I wasn't paying attention to how much was left in the song. Um, but that that bridge guitar work was really good to where even the chat said, you know, that would have been nice to be in the intro, you know? And so uh, really good stuff. And I think that um, there's a lot of potential here. And I'm going to rate this one uh, for the style. I'm going to rate this a probably a four out of five. And I totally forgot to do an audience poll on this one. But I'm going to say that the audience rated this a 10 out of five. <laughs> and so, uh, again, that was Ken Park, To Forgive and To Forget. Uh, really good song. Uh, good band. I'd like to hear more of their music to hear if it's always like that. Um, and so I think that uh, they got a lot of potential. And the singing, I would just like the singing to be a little more upfront, basically. That would be what would make that a five out of five is if the clean singing itself was more diverse and more on top of the mix. And so um, the audience rating, we got a 3.5. And let's go on to the next one. We got the band. Uh, Co Frady with the song The Bearded Men Say. Let's go. 
Wow. Uh, <laughs> I think that that was a very interesting song to listen to. Uh, <laughs> really. I mean, there's so much stuff all over the place uh, with that. I mean, but all over the place, you know, I love all over the place. Obviously, the music I write is all over the place. I love catching people off guard. And that song was the uh, epitome of doing some stuff to catch people off guard. Um, I will say highlight 100% uh, vocals were crazy. Even the chat, um, everyone in the chat right now has said the vocals and especially the high screams. I agree 100%. The vocals are crazy. They really are. And so I think that the high screams were a big focus and the vocals being uniquely paced throughout the song was a, was a, a really nice touch that really carried the song in a lot of ways, but the uniqueness and the pacing changes in this were so nice. So straight to my notes, uh, intro vocals had a lot of effects on it, which are nice, but also uh, I couldn't tell if like, if, it, if my ears were like messed up, which maybe that was the point of the effects they were doing was like, is it cutting out? Is my crap cutting out? Or is like how people used to put skips in songs and um, like, you know, to kind of trick people out like that. And even someone in chat, like said, the sound sounded like it was their interface messing up hundred percent, but you know, being creative in different ways like that is nice. Uh, I thought it was like way over distorted. Um, but again, I don't, I don't comment much on stuff like that. Cause that's all creative stuff. We're mainly talking about songwriting. Uh, the beginning breakdown just absolutely slammed. Um, it was had so much energy and really did just hit and got like that's the whole crowd banging, you know, all about it. And 40 seconds in, uh, I just want to talk about how much they changed it up, which is so important for this style of music. There's different, you know, sides of metal where, you know, Stuff like a Monomarth, they can sit there and they can just do a double bass, two step the whole time, with some guitar riffs, you know, changing up very slightly. But in something like this, that's supposed to be very attention getting in the sense of how unique the structure is. 40 seconds in, they had a massive breakdown. They went into a freaking blast beat. They were doing a two step. They were doing a circle pad, like thrash beat. Within 40 seconds, they did like five, six different beats and different things like you had so much different pacing uh even just within 40 seconds of the song like there's there's some songs that 40 seconds in you don't even hit the first part so having something like this that goes so quickly into so many different directions is very nice um 55 seconds i was not expecting a big like classical like folk like harpsichord like part <laughs> like that's pretty sweet. I absolutely was not expecting it. And, you know, I, I love stuff like that. And a lot of people love stuff like that because it just really catches them off guard and you want to hear something unique. Now, with their style, I absolutely was not expecting them to have a this sort of like electronic build. You know, I was not expecting this sort of thing in this song. Um, now, is it too stylistically different? To, to have these big slamming breakdowns and blast beats and this style of song and then like a random like medieval <laughs> classical guitar playing. Um, and then one thing I, I mentioned it at the end, you know, we had, a, you had harpsichord and a sitar in the same song. Maybe there's some lore, like this is some like 
I don't know, traveling around the world, like lore type of song. I don't know, <laughs> but a little interesting to have those two different things in the same song. Like for me personally, if I'm writing a song that has a sitar, it's also in like a medieval mode or not medieval, uh, like a Middle Eastern mode to where it's like uh, Egyptian melodies. And then I'm using that sitar as like a main focus. I'm not doing a random classical guitar thing in the front and then doing a sitar in the back. But I'm trying to like whenever I'm writing, I'm trying to create a theme for that song that's very specific. Like how many of their songs have a sitar in it? And a classical guitar, like how many, how much are they switching up those sounds, uh, like on a whole record? That's what. That's one thing I'd have to be curious about. Like, what's the point of, of these sounds? Are they doing more than just like classical guitars and sitars? Are they doing synths? I don't know. Those are the only two like kind of programmed things I heard in that. Uh, transition out of the classical part was really abrupt. Now in the last song, we talked about how, the abrupt transition that they did, was I didn't like it. Um, but this abrupt transition made sense because they just took you to a whole nother era. Uh, they took you back into the medieval ages with a classical guitar part and all this stuff. And then they just abruptly drop it into a huge, uh, breakdown, like out of nowhere, like something like that to be abrupt is nice because again, you're catching people off guard over and over and over again. That is very nice. Uh, that is something that I like to see, uh, to have like in the last song, the song is a little more predictable to have something abrupt, a transition that, you know, you need to transition out of with this, the abruptness was actually, you know, a highlight vocals were crazy. We mentioned that before, even in the chat, everyone was saying the vocals were so sick. Um, they really were the highs just had so much distortion, so much grit. And part of that was the production. You could hear how much distortion was on it when they were soloed, but that's fine. Like, I think people should use production to their advantage. The vocals were absolutely cra crazy and not only just the tone itself, but the vocalist's ability to be so diverse. Um, and then uh, the harpsichord cigar <laughs> at the end, there's the transition, um, there's the transition where the sitar thing, and then there was just like some screaming and it totally sounded like a freaking the the screaming goat meme. <laughs> I said screaming goat at the end. What? Uh, and then yeah, the whenever that final breakdown hit, it took me like a solid like full measure to feel the beat. Once I got it, once I felt the beat, as feel the beat as in like pick up on like the tempo and where the beat lies. Um, but that's awesome. Again, this band is catching people off guard. Um, and so to do something that for a second, you have to be like, wait, where's this hit? And then it finally like kicks in and you're like, wow. So this band absolutely really, really sick. Again, their, their name is Cofrady, C-O-F-A-D-Y. And, uh, for the style of this song, I'm rating it, a, um, you know, I'm rating this a five out of five. I, there's not much I would change besides just having a more direct theme as far as like sitar if you're going to use a sitar at the end maybe throw it in somewhere in the beginning so it kind of has a reference point um so i'm i am going to rate it a five out of five and uh the chat is has come in uh it's at like a that'd be like a 4.7 so we're like right there and so audience rating 4.7 my rating five out of five ton of potential a lot of my rating is based off of potential and uh, definitely that one that one took us all by surprise, I think. So, Cofrady, The Bearded Men Say. Nice song name as well. And so, let's get into the next one. 
we got Heartless Human Harvest Fallen Chord. I think this is a... Oh, so there's a band called Heartless Human Harvest and also Fallen Chord is part of this song as well. So let's get into that. Heartless Human Harvest. The song is called Glasgow Smile. I don't know how to say that word properly. Glasgow. Glasgow. Yeah. Uh, chat is guessing that this is going to be a tech death song. Let's get it. All right, Heartless Human Harvest. Glasgow Smile. Human Harvest and Fallen Chord with Glasgow Smile. Now, there's a lot to say about this song. There's a lot and there's not a lot at the same time. And so, here we have the vocals very aggressive. You can tell that this dude is screaming, screaming, right? Uh, like, he has he has some energy. 
He has a very aggressive vocal, and I can appreciate that. Now, the thing is, there was also not much variation in the tone. Um, and, you know, uh, there are a lot of bands that actually really thrive off of having just like one powerful vocal, say like Ghost Inside, Gideon. There's not a lot of uh, variation in bands like that vocals. But um, so the thing is, maybe what could have made the the monotony of that vocal tone uh, stand out is having better repetition or better patterns in the rhythms. You know what I'm saying? So if you're going to use one tone that is going consistently, then your focus has to be different patterns, catchy patterns. And so that is going to be what the vocalist has to focus on to really make his vocals stand out more. Uh, and then also he did like that laugh transition thing literally three times in the song. The last one was very subtle, but it was still kind of there. Uh, and so you can't do that. You can do it once, like in the beginning, it's fine. And then when you do it again in the middle and then you do it again at the end, like if I listen to like more songs of this, are they doing the laugh thing? Like in those songs too, like a laugh thing is something you can do like once in your whole catalog, you know, um, you, it really, it's, it can't necessarily be something that you do multiple times. Um, like maybe though this is called Glasgow smile. Maybe that's supposed to be similar to a, like a Chelsea smile which is like the Joker that has the, they, you know, cut up the cheeks, you know, the, that thing is called like a Chelsea smile. Maybe this is Glasgow smile. Maybe it's relative to that. So maybe he's talking about the Joker. Maybe that's why the laugh happened three times. I don't know. Um, but I just thought that that's something that is so unique that you can only do it like at a minimum, like once per album. <clears throat> and so then at uh, 37 seconds, this is kind of where my notes like yeah, go into the whole rest of the song. It all kind of goes this route. So at 37 seconds, there's a transition to a next part, right? But what up, brother? We needed to. Oh, sorry. Young Gun. Thank you for that raid in the chat. Donka Shun, dude. How you doing? We're doing a live podcast currently. And so I appreciate that raid. Um, and up, brother? anyone that's just listening to the podcast um we are uh, uh live on twitch doing this so oh no you're fine young gun no problem dude i appreciate it and so we're doing song reviews and so we're in the middle of reviewing this one and so the song transition happened and it just went from an open breakdown straight into another open breakdown and so there was no differentiating there and so we really needed to do a riff you know, we really needed to do some sort of riff to bring some sort of melody into the song because at that point, we really needed something to change up the pace. At 37 seconds, I wrote that, you know? And then here, coming down to my next note, then at a minute and 20, I mentioned how at this point in the song, we've only, we've had four to five different open breakdowns, right? So a minute and 20 seconds into the song, there has been nothing but different patterns of open breakdowns. No melodies that are added in. Like there's just different vocals over different open breakdowns. And then I kept coming back at a minute 40. We still only had open breakdowns at two minutes and 22 seconds. We still only had open breakdowns. We did not get a guitar riff or lead until a minute and 57 seconds. And that was a lead that really could have been implemented earlier. 
to be able to add some sort of melody, add some sort of difference. And then they also had a really nice synth melody over the ending as well. Like that could have been implemented early to give some sort of variation. Like even if you're doing open breakdowns the whole time, trust me, my band, The Browning, has songs that are open breakdowns the whole time. But there's so much melody going on behind those, you don't necessarily recognize it as that, especially with the mix. Um, the guitars were kind of really low gain, which makes something stand out even more in the mix. So really, all you could hear was the, 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 the open breakdown tone the whole time. So if you're doing open breakdowns, this synth that played at the end has to start way early. This transition that happened where there was a guitar lead doing like a boing down thing had to happen way earlier. There was no tones until a minute and 57 seconds into the, into the song was the first time that we actually got notes. And so um, the fan rating of this song is a three out of five. Uh, pretty good. I personally would rate this song at a... A one out of five. I think that there was not much songwriting put into this song. Um, it really needed more thought on structure. It needed more thought on patterns, more thought on melody. It really needed more built in to make it more of a cohesive song rather than just a song with a bunch of different open breakdowns. So uh, that is Heartless Human harvest and again we're not here ripping anyone on their songs we're here to try to help people better their music in any way possible and giving an open honest opinion because honestly being a musician myself it can be very hard to get an honest opinion and so that's it we need more riffs even if you're doing opens you need more melody built in and so just like the browning there are songs where no notes are hit besides in the synthesizer and the way it's mixed you can't really tell so that was heartless human harvest and again shout out uh young gun thank you for that raid man i really do appreciate it hope you had a good one and uh also just for a quick little ad uh anyone that wants to support the burn this world podcast you can head over to patreon.com slash johnny mcbee three dollars a month and that gets you a ton of exclusive content for the podcast if you want to submit your music to be reviewed you can send it to me right there and you'll get straight on to this and then also i do private reviews and i also do um like uh shoot what's it called where uh <laughs> i i'm totally blanking on the word i help your band grow in a proper way to um towards your goals whether it is production learning production or uh getting better at promoting online and all that sort of stuff so there's all sorts of stuff on the patreon that helps support the podcast and uh help me help you um by getting your music out there properly and so patreon.com slash johnny mcbee and uh, let's get into the next song. We got a band called Port of Call, and the song is called Cathartic Bomb. <laughs> Oh! 
right, that is Port of Call with the song called Cathartic Bomb. Uh, I wasn't ready for that song to be over, uh, honestly. And so, uh, you know, interesting structure and um, thought of ending that early. There had a lot of time uh, to be able to add something more, have something more uh, that you can grasp onto long term. Um, the vocals, very, very nice. Even everyone in the chat said that the vocals, especially that high raspy scream, I, I feel like people are really way more into high screams now than before i I feel like in metal there was a long period where everyone was just trying to be as low as possible and you know and people are still doing that but i think a lot of the biggest bands that are happening right now are bands that do higher pitch screams as like a prominent thing so the vocals were very very solid um and i think that that was a forefront a focus in the song that was nice was how you know aggressive the vocals were um and so let's pull up my notes right here i got it's nice to have something fast paced right off the start like these guys just went straight in into a euro blast like having something that just goes straight into something that aggressive and fast paced is a is a different change of pace than what we typically get i feel like a lot of bands um forget that you can do fast stuff you don't have to start with a breakdown like it, i mean it's very standard because you want the song to get the crowd like hyper like right away but like they within the first 25 seconds of this song we had like three four different riffs it's such a drastic difference from the last song that we heard um and so this is a band that probably mainly written by the guitarist uh like the last band i feel like could have been mainly written by the vocalist uh who knows or a drummer but this right here is definitely guitar music there's a lot of riffs going on a lot of change-ups um being very creative and timing and uh, all that sort of stuff so very nice to have so much different stuff uh, off the bat. Now, if, at 50 seconds, it might, it might have happened a little bit before 50 seconds, but uh, I feel like that there was, there was this choir that kind of trickled its way in, right? It it really was in the background to where I was like, I, at first second, I couldn't tell if there was actually, if there was something like that. I was like, I thought they were doing a, um, if they were doing kind of like a, pad or something you know in the background it took me a second to really be able to tell that it was a actual choir until they went into kind of like a breakdown thing then you could tell that the choir was more prominent i would have much preferred uh it so it didn't sound like a full choir of what they had it sounded more of like if you're using east west you can select like solo female singer and then you can like have this solo female singer singing right that's what it sounded like, which made it very much just like directly in the center. It wasn't wide. It wasn't big. It was just kind of this tone, right? And so I would have much preferred like maybe they hint at the choir tones as an undertone like they did. But once it finally hit into that big part where you could really hear it, bring in an actual like choir sound to fill up the headphones, you know? Uh, and like the chat said, even... Like it sounded like it was like a creepy voice from another room, you know? And if that's what they're going for, then yeah, I totally got that. You just got this kind of like eerie background sound of like, is there like a, a, someone singing in my head right now? And so it did have that, but I wish at one point, once you could finally really hear it, bring it in full front, not only just that solo, but make it fill the whole headphones, bring in a choir to accentuate it. And then also maybe bring it again at the end because it, it almost seemed like it randomly happened, you know? Like, I, I think a lot structurally and thematically. 
Um, was that that supposed to be a highlight of the song for the person writing this? If it was, then at some point you needed it elsewhere as well. You needed it towards the end. You needed it towards, you know, to be more of a theme, right? And so uh, I would just try to make it bigger, maybe put it towards the end or something, even as an outro. Like they ended the song very early. They could have stopped and then did a full transition of this like female singing thing. They could have used it as an outro even just by itself. Um, a minute 59 seconds, which is pretty much that that was going from the big breakdown into the, into the final part, which is a blast beat. I love that they uh, went from this extended, slow, chaotic, off-time breakdown just into this just like, just blast. Like It, it was cool to have that dynamic because that breakdown was all over the place. What up, brother? It really was. And so it was cool to have something be so all over the place and then just go straight into this just freaking absolute blast beat. Uh, so I did like that. I liked the structure. I liked they were doing some creative stuff. I would have liked a more focus on the uh the what was the highlight of the song i guess you know it's hard to pick out what the highlight was besides the vocals were nice um and so yeah uh the audience rating got a 3.7 um and then my rating i'm gonna rate it uh right about that as well 3.5 and so 3.5 out of 5 and uh, the audience got a 3.7 out of 5 a uh, very solid song, but I think that it just needed some focus in what the theme musically of the song was. And so that was Port of Call, Cathartic Bomb. And let's get directly into the next song. We have Signs of Algorithm. The song is called Skin Crawler. Your world. Only my last 
Nice. That is Signs of Algorithm and the song called Skin Crawler. And uh, so definitely a good amount of notes because this band has a lot of potential. Um, the guitar riffs are really nice. The vocals are powerful. They're there. Um, you know, again, we maybe needed to work a little more on uh, diversity in tones and patterns. Um, a lot of it was him repeating a lot of the same lines in the same sort of pattern. Um, Chad even, you know, pointed that out of the repetition of that, um, which is fine. Like, I like repetitive stuff. Like, one of my favorite vocalists and lyric writers of all time is Jamie Josta of Hatebreed. Um, he's very synonymous for just grinding that, like, lyric into your head, right? Um, but that's different. That's like, you know, hardcore music that's built for the live audience. In this, uh, this is very much so a a song that I think is clearly written by a guitarist for guitarists. You know, uh, the guitarist is doing a lot of really good work. Um, the riffs are really nice. The one thing is, though. A lot of the tangents, the little tails, the you know, those little things that he's doing, a lot of them are so close to being similar that it just makes it all blend together. There's no like one thing that really stands out, you know, and so it it does you, you got to have some standout parts, especially something that's like a little more singable, you know, if I think about some of the catchiest risks of all time. They are, you know, they might be fast riffs, but the notes themselves are memorable and singable. Um, you know, I, I, for however many, like three, four different riffs that were in this song that were, you know, that sort of thing. Not going to remember that, you know, all of them, it just sounds like one big riff in my head currently. And so uh, right off the bat, um, I thought this was about to absolutely slap when it hit in because that. Um, just the tone of that build that they had right at the beginning, I was ready for it to just like absolutely hit. Um, also with the name, uh, with algorithm in it, maybe just cause I, I know the artist algorithm, I was expecting some electronics, um, something that gave it more of a, you know, when you think algorithm, you think digital, you think computers, you think, you know, sci-fi, anything like that. Like it, it, but this had nothing like futuristic about it besides the name itself. Um, so too many people are just doing these big breakdowns of just open and nothing else. Like there was vocals and whatnot, but there's got to be some tone. We're in the modern world. We have to have more stuff happening, even if it's just a, a pad underneath it. Say you don't want any synths. Okay, then do some background, you know, affected guitars behind that. We need some melody behind these breakdowns. I think that an open chug breakdown, one that is just straight up open chugs, uh, it has to be used very seldomly to break it apart from the norm. If your norm is just open chug breakdowns, this has happened a lot in this in this review so far. If your norm is just go to open chug breakdown, then that's an issue. The norm should be like if you're doing an open chug breakdown, then you have something else with it that is making it stand out. Um, you, you just you can only get so far uh, not having melody really. Um, and so I don't know. I was just I was kind of hoping it would hit a lot harder right in the beginning with how that build was. Um, good classic metalcore riffs. I was I was saying about this guitarist. This guitarist really is very very talented and very solid. Um, I would put a lot of money on it that this was a project written by this guitarist 
that he got people together to, to do it right just this is guitar music he's he's doing a lot of intricate little things and a lot of really nice um you know riffs but uh so the riffs were very very solid uh just as far as technical ability i can't i can't play those little diddlies up like that i really can't and so it th- that was nice but uh too many different riffs nothing particularly sticking in my head i uh, go listen to a monomarth if you want to if you want to be a guitarist that has good catchy riffs you need to learn a monomarth and how they structure their riffs and how they structure their songs uh they have the catchiest crap out there and so really there's got to be like a focus a theme uh and the theme of this song uh musically uh is just not there for me i don't i'm not sure what it was uh because i would almost bet that if i go listen to other songs by these people it's probably a lot of that same thing uh and so which is fine like you can have your your tone and your typical uh sounds and whatnot but i really need something that stands out quite a bit more to be like a focus of like what's the musical point and theme of this song you know and so then we also i I, you know i'm just talking about the guitarist more uh you know really good guitar player uh this is i think also this is probably the biggest issue with this song because i talk i'm talking a lot about how a lot of the stuff just blends together and so the big issue with that when you just go from part to part to part different riff into a different riff into a breakdown into a different riff into a breakdown um nothing is giving you time to recognize like we're going into a new part that is doing a new thing and because there's no transitions there was there was only a couple times like uh like two minutes into the song there was a riff transition that was transitioning into a new verse um but again the drums are just going full on just like it's not a transition it's like i thought it was the full-on riff going and then they finally kick into it Drums are still doing the same thing, but now the guitar is doing a harmony. That's how you could tell, okay, this is what the point of it was. That was supposed to be a transition, but the drums weren't transitioning. Like, only the guitar was. And so, again, if this music's written by a guitarist, then they might they might lack on, you know, doing drum transitions, drum fills, that sort of thing. There was there was no buildups. There was no, like, stop going to the this next big part. There was no thing that can straight up tell you, like, this is what we're doing you know um and so yeah that that was uh, a big thing for me i think the biggest issue was no buildups i think that was a big problem um and yeah i'm gonna rate this song uh just for potential of ability all of these musicians a lot of ability a lot of potential um but yeah that was uh i would rate this a four out of five because there's a lot of potential there. It's this the issue with this really 100% is songwriting and structure. That was it. It needs it needs better structure. It needs more yeah. And so yeah, the uh the crowd rating, the audience rating is a 3 out of 5. And then we talk about the melodic chorus. Yes, yeah, so the actually I thought I wrote that down as well. Uh, yeah, so I was expecting clean singing, uh, and so was the audience. And so the, the chorus was expecting to have more melody in it. Um, there was a guitar lead, but again, with everything going on, like a breakdown, the drums and the guitars going, and then a guitar lead, you don't get any melody out of that. 
There were some yells going on, but really was expecting some clean or pitched vocals. Now the the audience was calling out the lyrics like they could understand the lyrics, but if you had something a little more pitched that had a little bit more singing to it or a pitched note, then maybe people would be singing it rather than, you know, not. And so really was expecting some uh melodic more melody in the vocals as well with this style being like a kind of a classic metalcore song. But uh yeah, I'm rating that a four out of five. That is signs of algorithm and skinwalker. So let's get into the next song. This song is called Earth by a band called One Last Glance.
Wow. That was uh <laughs> that was interesting as crap, like really. That was that's got my head like spinning and same with chat uh you know the the audience as well as like whoa like so interesting and you know it is nice to you know kind of be thrown for a loop like that just because you know whenever you get into such monotony it's nice to have something that has you be like wait a second you know and so to go from uh being like okay like I see where the song is going and everything like that to something like this that is like I have no freaking clue what's happening. So, but with that being said, um, there's a lot of good about this song, like a ton. There's so much potential here. Uh, from my eyes, first of all, I'll say, uh, the singer is absolutely top notch. Like that chorus melody and the harmonies that he's doing in that chorus are absolutely top notch ability um and he was writing some catchy melodies as well and also doing unique patterns um and again i'm talking about pure uh potential right um there are times he sounded like a a really top-notch like 80s to 90s rock singer um and i just think that it was so unique now the the guitars so like Right when this kicked in, I was like, okay, this is some American rock. You know, this is American rock and roll, you know? And, but the guitars had a little bit more of like a metal, like metal tinge to them, you know? And I liked that, you know? And so I thought that it was awesome that it was like, this is American rock, but they're doing like the, a little bit of metal guitar work within it. And so I liked that. The pre chorus as well. The chords that they did in the pre-course, this is one thing about like building tension and structure. So like the intro was just straight up like American rock metal, right? And then the pre-course goes to like these really off like dissonant chords that build this tension. And then right when the chorus hits, it kind of wraps the melody up and then it gets you into this kind of big epic feel. And so I think that it really... um I don't know. I think the song structure, like we're right on the edge here of this being a band that could be next level. Um, someone in the chat sound uh, said it sounded like a local rock band that stepped up one, but didn't get out of their weird bubble. <laughs> and so, I mean, I can see that, it, that like this being uh, like a local band that was playing some rock, but they're trying to experiment a little bit and, you know, bring it to another level, which quality production uh, songwriting, singing, guitar riffs, all that very solid. Um, but a lot of people, including myself, were very thrown off by the German rap bridge, which a lot of people in the chat are actually German. I would say probably eight out of 10 people in this chat right now are German. And even they were like, what? Um, and so the rapper, I would guess, is this guy named uh, Chakuza. That's C-H-A-K-U-Z-A. Um, and, you know, F it. Why not have a German rap part, right? Like, my band, I do I do songs in German. Uh, but just in this style, American rock, I don't know if this band is German. Maybe they are. But the dude, it didn't, it didn't have <laughs> any hint of that at all. So very, very interesting. Um, I think that it lasted a little bit long. Like, maybe if they did more... Uh, instead of a whole minute of the song dedicated to this German rap part, um, 
it was it's maybe hinted in maybe at have this guest on there but maybe he does like the pre-course or maybe he does like half the verse or like some hype man type like lines in in like the course like if you think of evanescence that wake me up inside i can't wake up you know that sort of like question answer maybe have the german do that rather than giving them a minute and a half of the song it just seemed extended and while that's happening you can't think of anything else that's happening in the song like your whole focus is right there and so like from my perspective like i have no idea what was happening in the background of that besides that and like until i heard that they were actually doing those pre-chorus chords again they were going back to that pre-chorus chords and that kind of defeats the purpose of a pre-chorus right so like you do a pre-chorus to insinuate that you're about to go into the chorus which typically is also a vocal lead, not just the guitars. They were doing the pre-chorus thing with the rappers. They're just rapping random pattern over the top. Like they could have at least stopped at the pre-chorus had the normal vocalist come back in to loop back into the chorus properly. Um, they also had a really unique transition uh, in the bridge. They brought in this, this like higher riff that almost sounded like uh, Opeth. And I thought that was nice. But then it just went back into the chorus and the intro riff. I was really hoping that maybe they would go into this like riff thing that they had the intro with, but then they bring back in this bridge transition. Like They essentially didn't use the bridge transition besides to just go from chorus to chorus. And I thought that was a little disappointing because I liked the riff. Um, now again, I think that this is like on the absolute brink of being like very high level crap, like really. Um, and honestly, I, I can't necessarily put my finger on what it could be to be there. Um, besides maybe a big image and then just throwing out song, like as in like writing song after song after song to try to find that one that really hits. Um, and yeah, just putting yourself in the right market. And uh, like taking advantage of having a really good singer, <laughs> like this this type of music, that's absolutely all you can do. Um, put out a bunch of songs to have a bunch of huge choruses, and then uh, wait for one to hit. You know, and so I I think it's like right on right on the precipice of being pretty cool. Um, uh, I would rate this song personally a uh, probably a four point two out of five. Uh, the crowd rated this song a 2.5 audience rating 2.5 my rating 4.2 and i feel like i'm not I'd like i i just view so much like you just need this tiny bit of different like things to allow it to be such a high level it's like it's like right there it really is um again that was a band called one last glance and the song is called earth and so i i actually enjoyed it but the rap part did throw me off and even someone in chat said you enjoyed most of the song but the rap bridge is the reason for you to not listen to it again that's an issue um but maybe the rest of their catalog doesn't have it or maybe every single band has it <laughs> or every single song has it but yeah uh, one last glance let's uh let's move into the next one this is called cerbera as in c-e-r-b-e-r-a the song is called Soothsayer. So we got Cerbera Soothsayer. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think this is about to be heavy. I'm guessing it's going to go straight into a blast beat.
right, that is Cerbera with Soothsayer. Um, pretty good. Well, I mean, a lot of good guitar work. There's definitely some interesting things to consider here about the structure and the, the songwriting in general, but it was very interesting to listen to, to say the least. Um, and yeah, big Dream Theater vibes, definitely. Um, especially with there being such big instrumental sections. So personally, I actually really like when a band has a, a lot of instrumental sections. Uh, just because I think that a lot of times, especially smaller bands, get too over the fact of like the vocalist has to be saying something the whole time. I cannot stand that. I I absolutely need sections where there's no vocals at all. And so I really appreciated that they had this. And Dream Theater was a band that I listened to a lot when I was younger, just because they were the first band I heard with like keyboards, you know? And so I really liked the instrumental sections. Now, to be fair, uh, that was a very long guitar solo section um, that happened for it only being like a four minute and 30 second song. If you're going to have two minutes of guitar solos, um, realistically, the song is like six minutes at least. You still need a whole real song around that two minute guitar solo section, you know? And so, um, I don't know. I, I think that that was a big thing. This is a, a another guitarist that is absolutely killing it. The riffs were really nice. A lot of the tails, very nice. Um, I loved the very end of the intro. They actually brought in like this piano that matched the guitar melody that was happening. I thought that was so nice. I would have loved more of that piano work and more of that background melody work throughout the song. Um, and so that was like a highlight. Whenever that happened, I was like, dang, that was nice sounding. They, they, you weren't expecting this piano to come in and match the melody. I thought it was super nice. Um, the one issue with a lot of vocalists that are, maybe this dude's not just starting out, but someone that maybe hasn't uh, thought a lot about, you know, uh, diversity in their music and then their vocals. A lot of it really was just too slow paced. A lot of the patterns were the, duh, 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 you know, just like this, do, do. There was no like memorable rhythms, like, there are no memorable rhythms. It's all just kind of like slewn out, like almost like waltzy um, vocal patterns. And so it really needed more vocal patterns or just more vocals in general. Uh, even the screams were that same pacing. There was there was no vocal part that really gave like a lot of energy, you know? And so I think that that was a bit of an issue, but obviously in a band like this, the vocals aren't the forefront. So, you know, if that's what he does, that's what he does. Um, uh, 146, I, I really liked the drum fill into the chorus. You don't get that often where everything kind of cuts out and you just have a drum fill into it. And then even down here at the towards the bottom of my notes, I wrote, proper drumming with fills like um whoever wrote these drums be it a drummer or this guitarist uh they were programming these drums properly they definitely programmed sample drums um you know that is what it is everyone does it uh i actually for a second i was curious about it because the drumming itself the patterns they were playing the fills they were using did sound very natural uh, and so it had proper drumming rather than a lot of these guitar based bands. You kind of hear no fills, you hear no unique beats like this actually had proper sounding drums in it. And so 
uh, drums as in the actual beats and the transitions they were doing. So uh, I actually really appreciated that. Drums are a big focus. It's what I started on, and I think it's essential for if you are a guitarist and you want to write this heavy guitar-based music, you really need to study some drums so that you can write natural, good-sounding drums over your music as well. Um, and uh, yeah, the <laughs> there was a weird section there towards the end that uh, was pretty pointless. It's just in the in the overall theme and structure of the song. At three thirty, uh, that's where we came out of the two minute long guitar solo thing, and then it went into another part that was like it just sounded like a normal riff. You know, it sounded like almost like a verse riff, but hadn't been used in the rest of the song. And I I said on here vocals absolutely had to come back in, but then they just immediately went to a totally different part like after a big two minute section uh and then you just go into a random like 17 section 17 second guitar riff and then you just go into a go back into the course cut that 17 second guitar riff out that was completely unnecessary just go from the big uh chorus do a big awesome transition bam, or the big guitar solo big transition into the chorus that's absolutely what should have happened. Um, that that seventeen seconds. It sounds like like who cares? It's just seventy seven seventeen seconds makes a big difference on pacing and also just like memorability. Like people know, like you can end this big huge guitar solo section on this massive climactic note, and then do a black it back into the chorus. People would know that, you know. Um, people would know that chorus was coming in then. And so it's it's necessary to to cut out little bits like that, that trim the fat, they might say. And so, yeah, I, I think that it, it really needed some more like that. And it, it did have that vibe of like kind of Opeth Dream Theater, you know, that sort of thing. But it, it just needed um, a little more vocal focus when the vocals were there. Like if you do a minimal amount of vocals, but when the vocals happen, they are freaking top notch and unique and just stand out. Then that's then this is a, a way different song, you know, way different song. Um, I'm going to rate this song a uh, two and a half out of five, right at the halfway mark. I think there was a couple songwriting issues, but overall, there's a lot of potential in the ability. Um, I think the vocalists can really work on um, different patterns and different um, tones and whatnot. The singing I thought was actually pretty nice. Like the clean singing itself was nice, um, but uh, it, it just needed a little bit extra. You know, uh, the audience rating was a two out of five. I rated two point five. Audience rated two. Um, so we're like right there. There just needs to be a little bit switched up. Um, I think the vocals was the big thing. Uh, needed some really standout vocals. So again, that was Cerbera. I really like the name. You know, I play RuneScape, Cerberus, one of my favorite bosses. So that was Cerbera with Soothsayer. Let's get into this band called Common Rule. The song is called Step Up.
That was Common Rule with a song called Step Up. You want to talk about some aggressive music. Like that. Okay, so overall, tonality, the drums, the bass, the guitars, the vocals, everything perfect tone-wise. They recorded this properly. It sounds like a... A really nice, just freaking, I don't know, this is a live band. Like, this band live absolutely would pop off. And the aggressiveness of the recording itself is that. Um, yeah, not much melody, but again, this band is a, a freaking beat-down band. You go to see this band because you have some pent-up anger, you know? <laughs> um, 100%. Um, very much so would would pop off live and the vocals just so hyper aggressive like you can't not listen to that song and be listening to what this dude is saying you know absolutely um just as far as stylistically goes 100 percent right there in in what this type of band is right and even with that just being um you know a a song written to be crazy live right the actual songwriting of this um was very well done because there was not that many different parts like this is the thing that that people uh i think a lot of people miss out on like there's a lot of bands we've listened to today that had 10 different riffs in a song even eight different riffs five different riffs is too much um this right here proves 
a really good songwriting point. And that is that, like, okay, so this song started with that, you know, this riff that was pretty unique. It had high notes, but also had some rhythm to it. They used that riff, the same riff, but a variant of it, like four different, five different ways. And like that really shows confidence in songwriting. Um, just being able to use they so the song started off with the with the riff, and it went into the same riff but basically a heavy version. Instead of going bum 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 they were doing dun, 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 you know, they were doing the same riff with the same pattern. So the song had a theme, and the theme was that pattern. Be it the higher version you know, say Rage Against the Machine version, and then the lower, heavier version, you know? They they use the same pattern, the same riff, done in multiple ways. Even they, they brought the riff back in at 140. They brought in back the same riff, but they were even doing different drum beats under the same riff. Rather than doing like a breakdown beat, they were doing the same riff, but with a two-step beat. So they they're very much so confident this riff is the theme that pattern is the theme uh and so that 100 percent. that's that's some good songwriting ability right there um i loved that they you know they at one minute in they're still using the same riff that's awesome uh and then they just go into these slumper breakdowns uh the transitions i think it could have had a vocal transition rather than you know, slamming into the the breakdown. I think they could have vocally transitioned into the big breakdown, um, but you know, it, it was still very very good. And then uh, at two thirty, at two minutes and thirty seconds of the song, we bring in for the first time the third part. Up until that, up until two minutes and thirty seconds into the song, they only used two parts. Um, you know, they had the riff basically, and then they had the breakdown, and that's so sick to use so minimal amount of parts. Um, and yeah, that last breakdown, crazy. I love tempo drops, especially in this style of music. There's some music that doesn't need tempo drops, doesn't need to be so surprising. But like this band definitely needs that. Just keep people, you know, entertained, people, keep people live, you know, smashing stuff. Um, the audience rating for this song was a four out of five. Um, for the style, like when you're talking about this style of song, um, this song is flawless. I'd say five out of five, hundred percent common rule, step up, five out of five by me, four out of five by the audience. And um yeah, would love to see it live and just uh like like the audience is saying right now, just not out some anger. Just get out there, get your pent up anger out. This is what this music is about. He said uh he said mother effer like, I don't know, thirty thirty times in the song. So uh, you know. Always good. You know it's a good thing when they're doing that. <laughs> but yeah, five out of five, hundred uh, percent for that style. Absolutely flawless. You you really can't beat that. That was perfect. Vocals top notch, really. And so uh, yeah, common rule. That was sick. I'm, I'm gonna have to send that to Keem. He's gonna have to do a reaction to that one because, man, yeah, that was solid, dude. See, that's what I'm saying. We find some great, great music in this. All right, let's get to the next one. This is a band called Bridges You've Burned, and the song is called Reanimate.
Wow. Okay. That was Bridges You've Burned. Reanimate. So, that was, and I mean, I'm a, everyone knows, if you know my band, you know I'm a sucker for synths, you know? I mean, they just add so much energy and they add so much ability to have energy, like for real, like in melody and a theme, like a proper theme. Like what I feel like if you just have guitar, bass, drums, vocals, it's hard to have a theme uh, a lot. This just has a vibe, it has energy, it has a lot. Now, um, you know, I didn't even take that many notes there because a lot of times notes come from something that I, I think really could have uh, changed, you know, and or things that I thought were absolutely awesome. And so if I don't take many notes, <laughs> it might not be um, for the best reason, you know, because that means that there wasn't anything that I thought was like absolutely through the roof, like, whoa. But there also wasn't anything that I thought was bad. Um, that's a good realm to live in as a band. If you're talking about, you know, going for commercial success, if you if you do stuff to absolutely try to blow some people's minds, you might be doing stuff that's too off the wall, you know? And so this band very much is living in that realm of they're having very solid, good quality, good good production, good performance. Um, but they did typical song structure. You know, I you could you could absolutely probably go through their catalog, line all these songs up, and they're the exact same strong song structure. You know, maybe one or two of them they do a longer bridge or something. But uh, a lot of bands like this, and that's me just assuming. Um, you know, a lot of bands. Uh, I I have an issue with it to where bands do follow this rock and roll song structure that's on the radio. That's that's going to be my absolute biggest gripe about this song is that it was just the standard structure i even typed it out in chat like while the song was playing i was like please don't do the the build up bridge into a uh vocal call into a breakdown now they did a sample rather than a vocal call but you know same thing and so i love the synth work the synths were top quality um i loved the energy the riffs were good um i did like in the bridge they took the same sort of theme that was happening in the sense they made it a little bit darker to match the big breakdown that they're about to go into. So it got darker and heavier um, for the bridge section. So that was nice as far as theme goes and as far as song structure goes, um, but still very predictable. Um, the vocals, uh, dude has really nice clean singing. I, I liked his vocals a lot. Um, and it was a, it was a, his screams even were a more approachable scream. Like you would get from a, from a bigger band, you know, uh, something that's not so super aggressive, but is still very, very good. Um, and his singing at times to me, like his more distorted, like chorus singing sounded a lot like, uh, like three days grace. And, uh, but yeah, I thought his cleans were really nice and, um, I, I thought it was top notch and, my baby just walked in the room. Hey, little baby. Come here. Hey. She just wants to hang out with her daddy. Do you blame her? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Bridges You've Burned. Uh, I would rate this song a, um, let's say a 4.7 out of 5. 
And uh, 4.7 out of 5, because I do wish that they had some more unique song structure to it. Um, the audience rating, 5 out of 5. So there you go. That's what, you're, that's what the bands like this are looking for, is that audience rating. And uh, they absolutely slayed it. Very good. And um, yeah, Bridges, you've burned. I'm definitely, I'm adding that song right now to my personal metal plus synths equals heart playlist. And because uh, it's solid, dude. Very solid stuff. Bridges, you've burned. Reanimate. All right. So let's get into it. We are getting into the last song of the Song Reviews podcast. And this is my first live streamed song review podcast as well. Um, I thought it'd be fun to sit here, interact with the audience, get their opinion on the songs as well as my own. And so I appreciate everyone being here, hanging out. And um, if you want to check out where I'm doing live streams and everything, do uh, johnnymcb.com. I got all my links for everything on there. And again, uh, if you really want to support the podcast or be directly in touch with me and have me help your band personally, like we get on calls and work personally on this stuff, head over to patreon.com slash johnnymcb. And that's J-O-N-N-Y McB. And, uh, there we you have direct con- you have direct contact with me and we also uh help support me being a full-time musician and everything uh what was the last band's name bridges you've burned and again you can listen to any of the music that i've listened to on this podcast on the playlist it's called burn this playlist um i go th- i have all the song review podcasts on there with all the bands that i've reviewed and that's burn this playlist on spotify so let's get into the last one this band is called Violence by Nature. The song is called Piece by Piece. I wonder what this genre is going to be. Violence by Nature, Piece by Piece. Let's get into the last song. Let's get it. Now tell me again, like you did earlier. I want you to tell me why you took those people, cut them up, and then burned their bodies. You don't get it. In order for me to wake from the bed, they all had to die.
And that was Violence by Nature. And a lot to talk about in that. Obviously, very, very solid um, production and quality and ability. Um, I think it's just lacking uh, some way. So let's talk about this song. So I absolutely loved the intro. Um, they did this big sample uh, like that led directly into this breakdown in such a unique way. It caught me off guard. I thought that was awesome. Like the, the use of the sample in the beginning going into that breakdown was so sick. That was awesome. Um, absolute highlight of the song. Um, I also love that they, these guys did a lot of background melody. They now, you know, here we are into this note right here. Um, you know, by a minute and eight into the song and then a minute and 36 into the song, it was still basically open breakdowns. You know, they were doing a couple of random notes, but pretty much this entire song was or you know it was variations of that you know and even even to the extent that it could have switched up to do like a you know hit hit a different note first like do something different first like if every single thing that you're doing is you know something some variation of an open breakdown into a tail that's basically what the entirety of the song was. It was open breakdown with tails. Um, and so just as far as that goes, like this song really needed some diversity in the guitar work, um, but then also just in, you know, some unique structure. Because uh, like someone mentioned right at the end of the song, this was basically a three minute verse. And I kind of, I kind of feel that as well. It was, three minutes of riffs and parts that could all just been a verses. There was no climax. Um, and that was a big thing I wrote right here at two minutes and eight seconds. They had this big transition with a big vocal fill with a big stop. And uh, it basically just went into a riff that could have been replaceable anywhere in the song. Like that's an issue. Like there had to be a climax and basically throughout the song, there was no climax. Um, again, I think that something like this could be an issue to the drums. Um, because when the whole time the drums are doing one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, like all of them were that, you know, whenever there's no variation in the drums, it all just sounds samey. Like even whenever it went into this and towards the beginning of the song, there's a transition that went to like the verse that it was supposed to be or whatever. I was expecting it because it was like a faster guitar riff, like a it's like a fast riff like that. And then the drum just went, you know, I was expecting like a or two step even like I was expecting the drums to have some variation at some point. But when they're all doing that same beat, it makes it all just the same. You have to have variation in the drums. That is a huge issue that I see a lot. Um, because a lot of times these songs are written by guitarists, you know? Um, and again, if you're a guitarist that's writing this stuff, you, you have to study drums a little bit to have some variation, proper fills and whatnot. So, um, essentially this song, uh, didn't really, um, it like someone mentioned it perfectly. It sounded like a three minute long verse. We needed some climaxes. We needed some big melodies. We needed something, uh, cause the vocals. So I wrote this up here. um, if it's going to be this long of just like breakdowns and nothing that really stands out musically, then the vocals have to be so on over the top and so stand out 
the vocals have to carry it. Like I will actually purposefully write songs that the music is very basic because I know that I want the vocals to be the carrying factor. And so that's totally fine. Write a basic song, but just know that you have to have something that carries it through. And the guy's vocals were really good, but it was basically one tone. You know, there might've been some layers of some lows, but if you're going to have music that is just on open, you need some clean singing, you need some pitched yells, you need lows, you need highs, you need mids, you need all of it. The vocals have to be that thing. And so um, they're like right there on the on the precipice of being able to produce some really sick stuff, but they need more um, focus on actual structures and climaxes. Climaxing is the most important thing. You can quote me on that. That was Violence by Nature, song called Peace by Peace. Overall, um, I would say that my... Oh, oh and I'm going to rate uh, Violence by Nature. I'm going to rate that one a 2.5, 2.5. And the audience rating was also a 2.5. And so overall for this whole episode, I think we have a theme here. I think this one was very obvious of what the theme of this episode is. And that is you have to do more than just open breakdowns. I think we had... Th- three or four songs that was a lot of open breakdowns which is fine but if you're gonna do that then you have to get into producing stuff that actually carries the song melody and the theme um but overall some some also some really good uh quality stuff like i would say um top song uh for me and the audience was common rule um, I think that song was very, very standout, very heavy, very aggressive, quality all around. Um, and then also Bridges You've Burned, the really synth-based band. Those two bands right there, very, very standout. Uh, but we had some good quality stuff overall. No band that was just like, um, you know, unbearable. This was all bearable stuff. I've actually had some that some of these episodes that I turned on a song and I had to not play it um, because it was that bad of a listening experience. So pretty decent um, one and i appreciate you guys being here listening through this episode i appreciate everyone in the chat that was here to give their opinions as well live and hang out with me while i do this and again uh if you want to support burn this world podcast head over to patreon.com slash johnny McBee and uh three dollars a month thirty dollars for an entire year and that helps support everything that we're doing here and uh, also come hang out on twitch so appreciate you guys being here and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.